Good morning, uh, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Mariposa Community Health Center's Facebook Live uh, session today on Wednesday, uh, November 1st. Uh, we are hosting this event here in Nogales at the uh, Widner Museum. Uh, we plan um, a session where I will work with Dr. Evan Corey on the actual building, the story, and then we want to uh, move on to uh, interview one of our uh, new member, uh, newest members of the medical staff at Mariposa, Dr. Taylor Jenkins. Um, my name is Eladio Pereira, I'm the Chief Medical Officer and, and the host of our uh, Facebook uh, live session uh, this morning. With me is a distinguished guest, Dr. Evan Corey. We know Dr. Corey for a long, long time. Welcome, Dr. Corey. Thank you so much for having me. No, great. Uh, Dr. Corey is an accomplished musician. Um, he holds a doctorate of musical arts in piano performance from the Manhattan School of Medicine and a master's of music in historical performance. At the moment, he is artist in residence at the Santa Cruz Foundation for the Performing Arts in Patagonia as well. And you've been working a lot in the creation of this uh, great building. Yes, indeed. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity, Dr. Pereira. And it's great to um, be here in this beautiful space where we're surrounded by paintings by Paula Whitner, who is a local artist that lives in Patagonia. Um, in her museum, we have 185 paintings here. And this was a, a project that was about a year in the making, and we opened in late April. And what we did was renovate a historic building on Morley Avenue. So this space used to be, once upon a time, in the late 1800s, um, a cigar factory called Las Dos Naciones. And it was a big operation that had around 60 employees that, that were working at the factory. And um, the building itself was built in 1898. And amazingly, when we were fixing up the space, all we did was take off the layers that were added over the years. So before the ceiling was much lower and we took the drop ceiling off and found the original um, wood ceiling. And so we cleaned it up, a lot of caulking, <laughs> and painted it white and it looks terrific as it is. And so the ceilings are 14 feet high and um, we were able to fit a lot of paintings in here. Well, it's, it's beautiful. And I know you've been hosting some events locally. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about those events and, and most importantly, what the benefit would be for the community sure. to take advantage of, of not just the building itself, but also appreciate the history mm -hmm. uh, and the beauty that this community has? Sure. So um, it's been really delightful to see how the community has embraced the space. We didn't know what to expect when we <laughs> opened. But we, it was very important to us to open the space and use it as a, um, a community venue. So we built a stage in the front here and um, for concerts, for performances. So as you mentioned, I'm a musician and I thought it'd be great to perform here and have local musicians perform. And um, what we found was that as soon as we opened, people asked, can we have meetings here? Can we have our presentations here? So we've had um, Ceros Tres, the cycling group with Edgardo Munoz. They've had several events here, including the 
uh, pre-world forum for cycling. And um, we've had the NHS Jazz Band perform here last Wednesday. They were all packed on the stage and sounded amazing. Uh, we've had the, um, the marathon runners came and picked up their numbers. So we had about 500 runners come through and pick up their numbers the day before the race. And then, of course, we've had concerts where um, we had Edgar Ricaud perform. As a, he's a tenor. Um, we've had Martin Marquez, a guitarist and singer. So it's very versatile, and um, we're hoping to do theater productions here too, small plays that fit on the stage. Um, and yeah, this, this Whitner Museum is here for the community, and we love hosting. And now Mariposa Clinic is here, which is amazing. And um, yeah, we're excited to see where, where it goes. And earlier today, we spoke about um, your vision and your family's vision of Morley Avenue. Mm -hmm. There are older historic buildings south of the Whitney Museum. Yes. They carry a great story uh, mm -hmm. going back to many, many years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is like? What, what do you see in the future to uh, create new life mm -hmm. to downtown Nogales? Sure. Well, as a community, if anyone that's lived here, grown up here, probably remembers Morley as a very busy retail street. Um, over the last 20 years or so, that has changed. It's evolving. And there's still plenty of retail. Um, my family, we, we operate La Cinderella and Corey's Bridal. Um, but what we're seeing is that the, the patterns in, in retail and shopping have changed. Everything's online now. And, but, and because of that, many buildings have been empty. So, for, for example, this building was empty for a while, and we decided, you know, we need to reinvent what's, what's happening and kind of spin it as a silver lining that there's opportunity to do something else besides retail. And um, so what we've done is really embraced arts and culture. And this started with um, La Linea Art Studio, which is in the first block of Morley, and that building was a grocery store for many years, La Frontera. And uh, we converted it into a, a gallery, a group of artists, and now it's a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit, and that is what manages this space as well. So there's now an opportunity um, to have nonprofit organizations and other kinds of businesses come in. We're very happy Circles of Peace has their offices, and they recently expanded on Morley. So. These buildings are terrific. They're large and have a lot of character and history. So they lend themselves to, I mean, anything you can imagine. Yeah, yeah well, and certainly we hope that uh, this will building uh, and its function will be the catalyst for further growth and development uh, right. on Morley Avenue. You know, sometimes um, we don't appreciate what we have and there's a great history behind all of this. And I think w one of the reasons we're here is to promote that, to mm -hmm. promote the, the community involvement and a space where we can gather and celebrate and, and have a good time. And okay. I can't thank you enough for, to you and your family for investing in, in this space and think about the vision that you have for Morley Avenue. Thank you so much, Dr. Pereira. And, and I, I would add to that, I think that it's all connected as far as 
arts and culture, health, the walkability of the street. You know, now that we have all the public murals, there's about 20 of them, we've seen people making a point to walk and take the route to see the murals. So if we can do things that are healthy all around for our soul, for our bodies, I mean, that's the goal, I think. Of course. And I want to thank you for allowing Mariposa Health Center to be here today to share this story. And our next session is going to be on health. We're going to invite our CEO and uh, one of our newest members of the medical staff to talk about health and just be in one moment. Thank you for joining us, and I hope to see you shortly. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Again, uh, we just finished a session with Dr. Corey uh, about the beautiful place that we are sitting in today, the Whitner Museum in, in Nogales, Arizona. Now we're going to move to health and, and, and Mariposa Health Center. My name is Eladio Pereira, I'm the Chief Medical Officer, and I do have some uh, very important guests uh, with me. Um, to my left, um, Mr. Dan Prevo, our Chief Executive Officer. Uh, welcome, Dan. Thank you. We have Dr. Taylor Jenkins, a board-certified OBGYN physician. Welcome, Dr. Jenkins. And to my right, uh, Dr. Phil Williams, Associate Medical Director and Pediatrician. Welcome to, to all of you. And what we would hope to accomplish with this session is to speak a little bit about Mariposa's commitment to OBGYN in Santa Cruz County. Um, that's always an area uh, that presents some challenges, but we are committed to provide those services uh, to our community. And you know, our, our first question would be to, to Dan, um, what is Mariposa's commitment to OBGYN uh, and what are the efforts that we're making in terms of recruiting um, providers to help us do the job, not just in the office, but also in the hospital and, and your support specifically uh, to make that happen. Thank you, Dr. Pedeta. Um, I am honored to be here in this wonderful place, and uh, thank you for the warm introduction. Uh, we've been providing OBGYN services in Santa Cruz County uh, for several decades now. Uh, before doing so, the infant mortality rate was more than double the national average. Now it's below both the state and national average. And that's highly dependent on people like Dr. Jenkins uh, being willing to provide care in the Mariposa Clinic um, and also having on-call services at Holy Cross Hospital. Uh, the Mariposa OBGYN providers have um, have delivered most of the babies in Santa Cruz County. Um, and now we have contracted for services um, to do all the deliveries in Santa Cruz County at Holy Cross Hospital. Um, the demand for OBGYN care and providers throughout the country um, has, has risen and there aren't enough uh, providers to go around. 
um, as care has become more specialized and more complex, both in the clinic and in the hospital. Uh, so, so, so we have had to invest significantly uh, to provide quality coverage both in the clinic and in the hospital. Uh, so, so we have a commitment to deliver top-notch care, uh, both inpatient and outpatient. And we've, we've you know, combated the, the provider shortage and we've been able to uh, attract both people to work in the hospital and in the clinic and more um, are coming to Santa Cruz County. Uh, so our, our commitment to, to delivering those services is strong and we're, we're working with the state and on a national level to preserve those services and the funding for those services in Santa Cruz County. Thank you, Dan. And you know, it's no secret that recruitment of doctors have been very, very difficult across the nation. There's no doubt about that. And more and more difficult in, in small communities. Um, we've been very fortunate to have been able to bring uh, providers to Santa Cruz County, but we're committed to do it. We want to bring the best doctors to to our, our you know, place of where we live, where we work. Um, and I'm glad that, that you can speak to that commitment. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, our next guest is Dr. Taylor Jenkins. Welcome, Dr. Jenkins. Um, we're going to speak about you a little bit. So tell us about you, uh, where you're from, your interest in OBGYN, where you went to school, etc. Sure, thank you. Um, so I am from Arizona. I was born in Tucson and my family moved around quite a bit uh, when I was younger. So I've lived in a lot of small towns in Arizona. I've lived in Morency and Clifton and Sawarita and then towards high school in Tubac. Um, so I have, you know, been part of the community for, for quite a while now. I did my uh, medical school and residency training in Phoenix up at the U of A and then at the county and St. Joe's combined residency program up there. Um, and I worked up there for a couple of years in private practice as well before ultimately wanting to get back to my family and my community and uh, kind of make a, a reappearance in the in the community down here. Thank you. And I remember when you came to speak to us, um, spend some time together. What did you see in Nogales? What did you see Mariposa that attracted you to come to work for us? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. That's such a good question. I really, more than anything, it was the kindness of the people and the community. You know, I feel everyone is um, just so welcoming, so invested in each other. There's a sense of closeness and caring about each other both as colleagues and you know and as providers caring for patients that you know you don't always see that in larger communities and it's um, it was just so apparent even in in short visits down here that you guys have such a, a wonderful community down here I'm glad to be a part of well thank you for saying that and that's one of the things we want to keep talking about what are the attractions that a place like Nogales has not just for healthcare but for other other things, teaching, arts, and things like that. That's certainly what we want to see. What are your interests in OBGYN? What, uh, what is your passion about OBGYN? What are the kind of, kinds of things you, you see and what uh, attracts you the most? So 
Uh, and I hope this doesn't sound to be a generic answer um, because I really enjoy all facets of general OBGYN. I like obstetrics, I like delivering babies, I like gynecology, I like surgery. Um, but I, I really feel like my passion is in connecting with my patients. I think so often patients, you know, because of some constraints of just the medical system in general, patients sometimes feel unheard or they feel they're they're not getting through to their provider, not getting their complaints fully addressed. And so my passion is really in making sure that every patient who walks in the door feels like I've heard and understood them. Um, and hopefully that means we can find, you know, a good diagnosis and treatment and help keep them, you know, in optimal health. But um, at the very least, I want them to feel that they're being heard and that we're walking through whatever issues they're having or even preventative care, but that we're in it together. And that connection is really important to create trust. Mm -hmm. When you create that trust, the patient gets closer, they're able to give you the information you need to be able to put sort of a treatment plan together. So that's, 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 that's great. Thank you, Dr. Jenkins. Wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of things. We, we sometimes get questions about symptoms, what symptoms are important um, for patients to come and see you in the office. Um, and there are a couple that we thought about we would ask, and that's bleeding, of course, and, and discharge. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about bleeding a little bit. You know, bleeding is common. Um, the causes vary according to age. Mm -hmm. uh, and other symptoms, absence of pain, the presence of pain. But uh, when should a patient come to see you for bleeding? And what kind of things are you going to be looking for and other tests you'll be doing to come up with a diagnosis? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, um, it's important to know just what normal bleeding patterns are. So menstrual cycles typically occur every 21 to 35 days, and they typically last somewhere between three to seven days of bleeding. Patients who are bleeding for more days than that, who are bleeding very heavily, meaning it's interfering with daily life, that you're not able to go about you know, your usual work schedule or your usual daily activities. Um, and then cycle changes, things that are shorter than 21 days, longer than 35 days, or that vary widely from month to month, those may all be indications to come in and be evaluated. Um, you mentioned that age certainly plays a role, other associated symptoms play a role. Um, but generally with bleeding, at the least, um, one should get some lab work, typically looking at various hormones, things like your thyroid, um, depending on age, you know, ovarian function, looking for perimenopausal changes, um, and typically imaging as well. There's a number of structural things that can cause bleeding, um, and so having an ultrasound and an exam that can help us look a little more closely to see if those might be playing a role. And that's very helpful. Sometimes uh, our patients don't know. It's just normal, not normal. When should they go in? And, uh, but if they have questions, they can call us and we can direct them to that. And the second symptom is discharge. Very common. Uh, most time it's benign. There could be an infection. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is one of the most common symptoms that we see. Um, and I think in general, there's just not enough education about what's normal, what changes we expect to see in discharge. So um, discharge is a very normal thing. Everybody, every, you know, every patient has discharge and that can change throughout the menstrual cycle. Um, that can change also based on, you know, being on hormonal contraception, pregnancy, childbirth, all of those things can change discharge. 
Um, in general, if it's white to yellow in color or clear in color, um, and as if it um, doesn't have a bad odor, those are generally reassuring signs. Um, discharge that is becoming irritating, such as you know burning or pain or um, or abnormal color, something that's green or brown um, or persistent, you know, not resolving just with changes in the cycle. Those are all good reasons to come in and get evaluated. Thank you very much for that. Uh, now to Dr. William, you know, OBGYN does need the support of pediatricians, right? So that's where Dr. Williams and his teams come in. Can you speak about the importance of, of team working with our OB partners from the prenatal stage to the immediate uh, time period after delivery and following that? Of course. You know, I think we're very lucky here in Nogales and Santa Cruz County that our, pediatric our pediatricians are able to practice full scope. So they're able to see patients um, in the clinic, admit to the hospital, and also take care of um, newborn babies. So I always say that um, we are a team. I really think that, you know, we have really, I think, probably the best pediatric and OBGYN team in Southern Arizona. And, and we do, we work, 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 work together to help babies. So, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but there are a lot of cases that we can keep here locally. So typically for a near full-term baby that, you know, even those that have, have mild complications, we can typically keep those here. And it really is a huge service just because it saves the, you know, the parents a, a trip to Phoenix or to, to Tucson. And anytime that we do have questions, we work with our OB colleagues just to say, hey, is this someone that we can keep here locally? Um, you know, on average, a patient or a newborn baby that requires more than a three-day stay um, in the hospital, they probably should go up north to either Banner or to TMC or to, to, to St. Joe's. But again, the vast majority we are able to keep here. Um, I remember it was around eight or nine months ago, we had a uh, mom that um, went into preterm labor. She was only six months. You know, typically, you know, obviously nine months is when we like to deliver, but very, very early. But we were able to take great care, stabilize the baby, um, you know, manage the ventilator until the transport team came four or five hours later. And now I um, have continued to follow that baby. He's doing great now, really strong, feeding well. So it really is a team effort. That's the importance of having a good team early on. There may be a need to transfer, but that initial period is so critical to stabilize the baby, create your contacts in Tucson, make sure they know what your concerns are and they can be waiting for them. You also have good contacts at various hospitals that you, you consult with, uh, not just in an attempt to transfer, but also when you have questions, right? So can you comment on that? that link that you have with, with our specialists in Tucson? Of course, you know, we're, we're again very lucky that we have great relationships with our, our neonatology colleagues in, in, in Tucson, St. Joe's, TMC, and, and Banner. So um, a lot of the babies, again, we may not need to transfer. We can just call them and say, I have, you know, X condition, I have X symptoms, you know, what would you recommend? So it's a great partnership. Um, so I think we're gonna wrap things up. Um, I'm going to ask uh, our guests to present some final comments. Any, anything that they heard or that came up during the discussion, Dan, anything else that you'd like to add before we, we conclude? I, I just want to say thank you for hosting. Um, I want to give um, Dr. Jenkins a warm welcome to the community. 
and we have another full-time OBGYN provider starting in January, I believe. Yeah. Is that right. correct? Yeah. Uh, so, so we're we're excited uh, to to continue to grow services for the community, and uh, we're really happy to have Dr. Jenkins on board. Great, thank you, and Dr. Jenkins. Any final thoughts before we conclude? Just thank you for such a warm welcome. I've been really enjoying getting to know all of my patients in the community here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to having a new doc join us as well. So thank you. Thank you for joining our practice. Very, very well. Dr. Williams. Just to say, we are so lucky to have Dr. Jenkins join us. From Dr. Jenkins to our women's health uh, nurse practitioner, Emily Roth, our whole team is absolutely excellent. I'm so excited with the direction that we're headed. Great. Thank you. And I want to thank our team, uh, Edgardo, who, for making this production possible, Marco Leon, who's also assists with the process. And I want to thank uh, Dr. Evan Corey for his hospitality today, allowing us to use this beautiful space, speak about the building itself, this, the history, but also host Mariposa to, to welcome uh, Dr. Jenkins. With that, I'm Eladio Pereira, the Chief Medical Officer. Thank you uh, to our viewers and listeners uh, for this session, and we'll see you the next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.